You are listening to the Metabolic PCOS Coach Podcast and I am your host Dr. Rashmi Pawar, a gynecologist and a master certified life and weight coach who helps you reverse your PCOS to avoid all the complications associated with it while staying reversed for the rest of your life. Hello my friend and welcome to today's episode on crying child so this is like a query which one of my clients had she has a three and a half month old and this is her first child her husband's first child and she thinks she's doing a bit too much like her mother came over and she saw her daughter like being overprotective and like holding the baby all the time and her mother said you're doing too much and when you're not there other people can't take care of your child so when i explored the thought process with her her thought was she had many thoughts like i want the best for her i'm not doing anything like for me i want to do everything for her And then there were some thoughts like she needs a lot of attention. It's such a change. Everything has changed. Everything has totally changed for all of us. I don't have any control over my time. I shouldn't think about me. So all of these thoughts she was having and these thoughts were producing a feeling like underline she had a thought that I'm a bad mom. Like it all, all of these thoughts were like going to that thought. I'm a bad mom. I'm doing something wrong. Now, like I generally use the thought model when it comes to coaching my clients. And if you want to know about it, it's in the initial episodes of this podcast where there is a neutral circumstance, things happening around us outside of our body. Those are neutral circumstances that creates a thought, which creates a feeling. A thought is a sentence in our mind, which creates a feeling in our body, which makes us take our actions and that creates our reality. So her neutral circumstance was that she has a three and a half month old child who's her firstborn. Next week, she's going to go to work and the child cries. So every time the child cries, Her brain offers the thought, I want the best for her. Or I need to go to her right away. Like I can't hear her cry. She shouldn't cry. That was another thought she had. So if we take that thought that she shouldn't cry and the feeling with that sentence in the mind is she said she felt heavy. She felt uncomfortable. So when she was feeling that discomfort, the actions that she would take is she would hold the child as much as possible. She will do the basic things like changing the diapers and like feeding the child, but then hold the child to make the child stop crying. She would not pay attention to her at all. Like she would be like not eating all the time, everything around the child don't prioritize herself and then she would judge herself 
like even when she is holding the child cuz it's like and then other people would say words like you're too much you're doing it too much you would think she would think that i'm doing it too much like she will start judging herself like maybe i'm doing it wrong maybe i should not be holding this child maybe i should let her cry it out but then at the same time she was like but i can't let her cry it out like i really want the best for her i don't want her to feel any sort of uncomfortable things and the result of that thought that she shouldn't be crying is that she cries i cry like the client cries she suffers she disconnect she's disconnected she doesn't know what's happening so those are the power that is the power of thoughts in our minds which create our reality we really really in that moment like i remember even when my child was born i remember mia's cry was like a fire alarm not just for me but for my husband for my nanny for my mother in law my father in law my mother they all would get up like they are old people they but they all would get up and come to check what's happening that is the power of that child's cry now you need to understand the reason why this child cries the reason is because that is his only defense mechanism it's like a lump this child is like a lump it has no power to move around it has no power to feed itself it has no defense mechanism it, it is literally at risk of being killed every moment so the brain of this child is like so well programmed to protect itself and its protection is by crying but this child cries for every small thing it will cry if it pees it will cry if it poops it will cry if it um uh has a little gas bubble it will cry even when there is like something like touching his or her skin in a very different way it will cry when it's hot it will cry when it's cold it will just cry even when it's feeling bored so we don't know what the child is thinking we just know that the child cries when it's uncomfortable the child doesn't probably have any thought process at that time no cognition ability but it's like really animalistic at that point it's working from its animal brain and its animal brain says okay you feel uncomfortable right now go cry go cry she will hold you she will protect you she will hold you she will protect you go cry that's what it does i mean sometimes babies cry a lot and that could be something underlying like they're sick or something but if you have like a list of things to keep checking and this they, they stop crying or you just hold them and they they stop crying that is an indicator that you know maybe there is nothing wrong that child is fine it just is used to be held it likes to be held now coming back to the client coming back to the mother who is thinking something is wrong whenever the child cries if you think something is wrong your brain will keep finding evidence of how wrong something is wrong like you will just keep finding it your brain is like programmed any sentence it will keep finding evidence in its reality and it will make it true that's how our brains work so now that we know that what do we do we know that her brain is offering the child shouldn't cry but now we know that children cry period if they're sick they don't stop crying at all 
and that is also like such a such a what can i say it's not necessarily true isn't it because i remember there was a time when mia was in that 3 month age group where she would start nursing from 4 pm until like midnight she just won't stop I, she was like constantly on my breast and like i didn't want to take her for the doctor because clinically i i, I could assess there was no fever there's no diarrhea there is she's eating well she's not vomiting she just wants me to hold her all the time and now that i think about it she was really growth restricted and i needed to hold her she was really small and why i needed to hold her was because that's how we both were feeling better that's what mother and baby bonding does that's what breastfeeding does that's what holding a child does that's what singing to the child does that's what talking to the child does that's what just being with the child does because it releases oxytocin and oxytocin is the love hormone so there was this client she was like but you know what i'm doing i'm eating also a lot and that's not right i shouldn't be eating that much i shouldn't be and i was like hello eating is one of our coping mechanism it is the coping mechanism of your child and how do you think genetically you are programmed to cope with this madness i mean the, look at the circumstances like a new mother has she suddenly has a child a small tiny delicate creature in her life who cries very loudly every every time possible like every time it poops peeps and all that there's like a fire alarm going off she's sleep deprived she's making food for this child and then she's also recovering from all the things so naturally our bodies are programmed for coping mechanisms and one of the coping mechanisms is eating not just for you but for the child also so when you're breastfeeding the child or when you're giving food to this child they feel better it releases morphine like endorphins in their system which helps them soothe and feel better that's exactly what's happening to a nursing mother she is making breast milk she is losing out 500 calories from her own system so she needs to eat more and that eating also helps her feel better it's one of the ways to cope with all this madness why judge it don't judge it the next thing is like when we are really losing our shit right we are like thinking i'm not doing the right thing you start questioning everything am i doing the right thing she was questioning it am i doing the right thing when i'm like not when i'm not letting it cry it out like maybe i should not hold the child so much but then who's to tell that you should be holding the child why you should not hold the child this child is small the reason why we don't want to hold a child is because we want to go and do other things now the reason why we want to go to work and do other things is because we want to achieve all these things in life but for that child that child needs attention that child needs that love that child needs that caring and there is that battle right like it, it's screaming for attention it's like mummy don't go you stay here with me 
you are mine and they keep saying this Mia still keeps saying this even at the age of five she will say that mama i want you and i want you to stay here i don't want you to go anywhere she will still use that language so that's what they are genetically programmed for and you are instinctively holding the child while they cry now there are two ways of doing this there are some mothers who will do baby led where everything is led as per the baby. The baby cries, we hold the baby. We don't let the baby cry. You soothe the baby in any possible form. And there are some mothers who will be like, but you can't spoil the child. There is no way to spoil your child, period. You can't love a child enough. Now, you need to understand one thing. Whatever you do right now is something which will keep happening for the rest of your life. So if you actually have a work to go to, and if you actually have other things to get done, the best thing for you would be to explore this crying it out method and train this child because whatever the child, whatever you're doing right now will just keep repeating. So keeping your lower brain aside because your lower brain really feels uncomfortable when the child cries it feels uncomfortable when people say things like you know you shouldn't be doing this much you can control your emotions and blah 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 you can use your higher brain you can use your higher brain to prioritize to keep believing that every action that you take is the best action every action that you took has its reasons and these were my reasons and you stand firmly behind them you keep working on the premise that I am the best mom for this baby, no matter what. Anyone who questions you, your husband says these words, your mother-in-law says these words, your nanny says these words, Google says it. No, this is what I decide. This is what I want. This is what I do. And that's it. You can stay firmly in your decision for whatever you do. Now, at the same time, the baby still cries. The baby still has his needs. So you have an option to try the cry it out method because crying it out means the baby cries and you manage your mind knowing very safely, like you, you are like ensuring that the baby is safe. Don't keep the baby in a poo-poo diaper. <laughs> so there are like a lot of methods of crying it out where on I couldn't do it because I didn't have any sort of self-control. I was not a life coach then. But if I thought, like right now, I think that I would have tried it. Definitely, I would have tried it because why not? Like we are really teaching our children things. So why not teach it this way? If, if all of their needs are met, like their diaper is clean, they're well fed recently, they, they are not too hot, not too cold, they're not really sick, then you can let the child like put an alarm. The moment the child cries, put one minute on timer on your phone or on your uh, whatever device and just see what happens with your mind while the child cries and keep growing that because eventually what will happen the child will know okay mommy is not coming i better stop crying and then it might stop doing it and that's how you can reprogram things the way you want it to be now the whole time you can stay in the premise that i am figuring it out i I'm learning to how to adjust with this child. You can keep staying in that belief instead of like doubting yourself for everything that you do. 
All right, my friends, I hope this is helpful. If you have any doubts and queries and need help with managing your mind around the baby, reach out to me. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, if you are ready to reverse your PCOS, I want to invite you to a discovery call with me to get started on your journey to reversing PCOS. Where you are going to lose the weight first, the hardest part, and then get to all your health goals by staying insulin sensitive for the rest of your life using my proven formula. Just head over to the link in bio to book your call. I'll see you there.